Spoiler alert! People change. People change throughout their lifetimes. That's a given. That's a given throughout nature. Physically, obviously, there's no changing that. Um, mentally, and just your personality in general. No matter what, it's going to change. The speed of how someone changes, though, is what I want to talk about today. And specifically, when someone changes so rapidly, whether they're in the public eye, whether they're just like a friend, someone you know, and it kind of feels like a rebrand, that is, that can be a very interesting and sometimes weird and strange thing. I want to talk specifically today about Doja Cat, iDubbbz, Ninja, these are all very, very random people, not much in common, you would think, but they've all undergone, like, a, a pretty fast rebrand, sort of, to speak. So, first, uh, I don't know if you've seen the news, seen the seen the Twitters, all of that about Doja Cat, how she, um, I cannot, I actually cannot believe I just referred to tweets as Twitters. I feel 8,000 years old, but Doja Cat, like, a few weeks ago was tweeting, saying, um, that her past two albums were, like, mindless pop music and cash grabs, and that all her fans are, like, stupid for listening to it. And, you know, this is coming from someone who plays a lot on Twitter, in the public space, uh, whether it be, like, costumes, making silly jokes. They're a very unserious person for the most part, but this felt like a very serious thing to say. Like, if you're one of the biggest pop stars in the world, which, you know, is probably, like, something that a lot of people would kill their uncle for, like, they would love to have 50 million monthly listeners on Spotify to come out and say, actually, you're all stupid, <laughs> you all suck ass, and you're dumb, um, it's kind of a crazy, radical thing to say. Now, this isn't that shocking to me, because Doja Cat has been having kind of like a, a style change, uh, like, mus musically, musicianally, and also, like, in terms of fashion, and just, like, how she pre presents herself. She's been, like, going for a more edgy appearance. Um, obviously, the shaved head, very dynamic, like, makeup choices. It's all... It, it's, it's not that shocking to me. But what was shocking to me is, like, I, I knew that Doja Cat probably wants to get away from the pop of it all. Like, you know, the, the very cookie-cutter kind of top 40 sounds for her music and probably wants to like be more experimental and have fun because you know you hear from a lot of like retired pop stars or people who like left the industry they're like the music industry is corrupt and i i just want to make my own thing and i can you know like uh, when you make music for a commercial audience or the biggest audience possible to make as much money as possible you can't be that edgy okay you can't like have black eyeliner and shave your head like that's that's gonna scare like jody jody mcflargus in like alabama that's like turning on the radio while she like milks her cows like that was a really stupid example but i always felt that doja cat was trying to get away from the audience and the kind of persona that she had created but it's a weird thing because obviously like no one, you don't no one has to become a pop star. You didn't have to put yourself in a position of being like super uber famous and your music being super well known and very like mainstream. So it's it, it it's a little strange to me to see 
see her kind of demonize this older work that you know a lot of people i'm not i'm not gonna come out here and say like her music saved lives maybe it did but it wasn't like the most emotional like ah, doja cat your song say so stopped me from driving my car into a brick wall like i don't think that did like it was doing that for anyone but it still meant something to a lot of people so it's weird to kind of throw it under the rug pretend like it never happened just to move on to your new stuff um but the next person i want to talk to before i uh talk about before i talk about this broader kind of weird thing of rebranding that public people do is idubs um if you don't know who idubs is he's a youtuber he was one of my favorite youtubers from like the 2016 edgy era um he was like part of this trio with filthy frank who's now the singer joji um and Max Mofo, and like just this kind of community of YouTube that was, you know, slurs. They they let it fly. Um, the, what like whatever they would literally just say whatever, and it was crazy. Um, crazy's a, a little too light of a word, actually. It was fucking bonkers. Like the videos that they were making. Um, the, like what comes to mind that my young impressionable brain watched when I was like sixteen was they, <laughs> they all like cut hair from their pubes and like got hair from like all sorts of other youtubers like they got like pewdiepie's pubes that rhymes really well pewdiepie's pew <laughs> okay now i can't say it um they got like pubes from like 20 different youtubers i think like markiplier was was one of them and then baked it in a cake and then they all ate the cake and like threw up on each other and it was like a 30 minute video um and in addition to that he made videos called content cop which were these sort of like 30 minute long uh exposés if you will on YouTubers who were kind of hated at the time or very controversial like Keemstar, Leafy, Ricegum, those kind of people. He would make these videos. Oh, Tanamojo, this was the big one. How could I forget? Um he made this content cop on Tanamojo where uh kind of the main point was she was caught like saying the n-word when she was younger and then said, "Oh, I didn't know what it meant." and he kind of made like a whole expose video but then he went to her show because she did shows for some fucking reason i don't i don't i don't know why tanamojo was like on tour i don't know why my ass was on tour but um she would do like these kind of meet and greet shows and he showed up to one of them and said say and then the n-word as like a like a say cheese but say this instead which it's it's a very weird thing to wrap your head around because like he was exposing her for saying the en not exposing but kind of like humiliating like mocking her for saying the n-word and being so like dumb and callous about it while also saying it so like it, uh, and his explanation for that um was that like either everyone can say it or no one can say it which doesn't really check out at all considering they are both white people but I don't want to get too deep into the lore and the history of it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
but basically he uh he's been getting away from that in like the past few months okay first he came on this podcast for one of the old members of smosh his name is anthony padilla he makes these videos where he like sits down with all, all sorts of people but he did a video sitting down with idubs uh and one of the things that idubs said was that like he like literally hated some of his fans like people would come up to him and this is so funny because i actually <laughs> i actually met him at vidcon but it was like in very much like a fan kind of way like i went up to him with my friends and i was like are you idubs can i get the picture and and then we got like a really awkward picture together um so like <laughs> but he would talk about how he would have these like like people come up to him and they were just like horrible like basement dweller people because that's the kind of audience that his his videos attracted he he made very kind of like sometimes hateful and negative and brutal videos that were like laced with slurs here and there um so he went on this podcast to say like i'm like essentially i'm like paraphrasing he was like kind of just grossed out by that and wanted to move on and then kind of more solidified that by releasing a big long like 20 minute video saying i miss the old idubs and this was something that people started like you know commenting on uh his videos in the more recent months and also he does this thing called creator clash which is like this big boxing event between like youtube creators um so he in this video basically said like how he's distancing himself from the content he used to do he did like a massive kind of apology for like all the things that he's done and it's like too much to like summarize because it's like basically think of like any kind of offensive thing that you could do on the internet he pretty much did so it was not received well at fucking all and I think, I, I do think it was something that needed to be done. Obviously, like, the edgy content and the edgy videos that people were making from 2016, if they're still out there and still lingering, they're, they're obviously a product of their times, but it's hard to just, like, let time pass and just kind of assume that the person has moved on rather than them outwardly saying, hey... The stuff I said was very messed up, and I'm sorry, and I've moved on. So, I think it was, like, important that he made a video addressing it, but at the same time, it's a lose-lose fucking battle for him, because you have his fan base, which is the p like, he, he pretty much wasn't gaining new subscribers in, like, the past few years. Like, pretty much his entire fan base is people who followed him from his, like, edgy content, his, like, crazy shit from 2016, where he was baking pubes into cake and saying the N-word. So, oh, and probably the, and the F-word, like, all the slurs. So, obviously, those people are not having the same, like, character, uh, what do you call it? It's gonna bug me so much. Character, uh, growth that he... Uh, apparently had a lot of these people are still like the same basement dwelling like gargoyles that found his like 2016 humor funny so it was not received well i think it like received like like half dislike ratio um lots of like lots of posts on twitter saying like oh it's over boys it's over he's done and 
I will say a lot of this uh, falls into there's like this drama with like his wife and people like like just hate his wife because she does OnlyFans and all these other things like think that she's like controlling him. It's it's a whole thing. I, I'm not the most well versed in the lore of all that, but uh, it, that all seems a little bit silly to me. But what what I the thing is, I I just don't even know like what one would do in that situation i kind of feel like when you put that much kind of like dark edgy content into the world there's really no coming back from that like even if you were the most creative person alive and you still have so much more to like make in terms of like content for youtube i don't know how you can when like that will probably forever be your biggest the biggest thing you're known for and to tie this back into doja cat it's kind of similar because you know the music that she now like says was a cash grab and hates is some of the biggest music not just of her career because it probably will be the biggest music of her career but of like that year probably like all those years that that music was released it was constantly at the top of the charts so it's hard to like rebrand away, away from that. Now, if you strictly are just doing it because like like you're washing yourself of your old self strictly because you want to have like a new artistic prowess and you want to like try out a new side of you, go ahead, but I don't think that celebrities like Doja Cat are always just in it to like I always think there's, like, some money aspect to it, obviously. So, that's why I, like, take it with a grain of salt. I almost feel like Doja Cat's rebrand is more of a PR stunt than, like, an actual rebrand and, like, change of style. Maybe, like, and, like, this is, like, not unheard of, let me say. Like, most artists do, like, change styles. You know, you have Taylor Swift that went from country to pop, um... All sorts of artists that just, like, sometimes fully jump genres or play, like, jumping back and forth between them. It's not, like, a new thing. But what is new-ish and what's, like, very bizarre to me is the concept of, like, demonizing your old audience. Now, obviously, Doja Cat and the iDubbbz situation are different because, you know, like, if iDubbbz is demonizing his old fan base, maybe... That's not, like, that horrible because some of them are fucking demons. Um, but Doja Cat, it's, like, you're just, like, offending, like, little old Leslie in Nebraska that loved your song Say So. And you're telling, you're telling old little Leslie that she's a fucking idiot for listening to her songs. And she grabbed your cash. She grabbed the five cents that you paid her when you streamed her music probably less um and she's an idiot for that so that's like kind of those are two different kind of rebrands let me like break it down this way idubs is rebranding from like a very kind of concentrated audience of like probably like incels and like bridge trolls to hopefully maybe expand to a wider audience okay so he's like working on these bigger projects like crater clash things like that whereas doja cat you have her coming from an already huge audience that's very broad very like not 
edgy or anything so that she can shrink it down to like a smaller audience that um might appreciate her like i don't know it's, it feels like she's gonna do like a rock album or something like that um and another example of what you know kind of idubs is doing i guess is what ninja did you know the streamer ninja if that rings a fucking bell he he used to like swear a lot in his streams and his youtube videos and then um as he like grew as he blew up listen i don't know the exact fucking timeline of like ninja's uh, like <laughs> his career I, I i watched like the one drake stream that he did like what four years ago and that's it but um as he like started like gaining like rapid success i think he like stopped swearing and like became like very family friendly um and it's so funny to like contrast that to like clips of him before where he would like literally be like <laughs> like he'd get like shot by like a, a 12 year old in Fortnite and be like you little fucking twerp i will find your family and i will burn their house <laughs> so rebrands like that are really funny because Yeah. Okay, I want to, like, talk about, like, the challenges of, like, both of these types. So, for example, they're going from, like, uh, like edgier, more kind of provocative to a wider audience. You, people are always going to be able to see the times when you were, like, swearing or saying slurs. That's always going to exist. It's the internet. It's forever. But on the other hand, you have Doja Cat where, um you know, she might try and slip into communities of, like, more punk or, like, uh, emo alternative genres. And to people who are already in that community, to people who already listen to that style of music, they might see Doja Cat as, like, a phony. Because, well, A, she's already, like, rich as hell, but B, like, is a giant pop star trying her hand at, like, uh, like genres that are typically, like, like most i feel like a lot of alternative artists are like struggling to like eat like it's it, if you have a small fan base um or you like make music in a smaller genre that like doesn't even have the chance of like being played on the radio or like reaching financial success you're going to be like struggling so i i i i i'm curious to see like how doja cat's kind of career change will turn out and i think there's a good chance that she'll just like flip it around and like drop one emo album and then be like back to pop music who knows who knows and it, it it sometimes like just feels so manufactured to me because every single artist like does this they like have to create like a whole fucking era for like an album it's like you just like drop like ugh, it's so dramatic for like what is literally just releasing like 10 to 15 mp3 files on spotify.com and they're like creating these whole like persona changes like changing their fucking name dyeing their hair shaving their head it's like <sighs> just drop the music and move on like <laughs> it's it's so dramatic so um i will get into we'll get into more about like my opinion on rebranding and if it's like a stupid thing to do or not right after this quick break so I'm not going to sit here and, like, try and pretend like I'm, like, a celebrity or anything. Like, like I have, like, bodies of art to, like, 
like create personas or like rebrand around like i'm i really just make fucking videos on youtube.com and like tiktok.com and like that's for the most part it but i do like always kind of think about like what what am i putting out how is it being perceived how am i being perceived and i like spiral because i'm like oh fucking jesus christ i'm being perceived but um i think like a really great quote uh from like the youtube godfathers colin samir is like this isn't going to be a quote because I'm just like pulling it from my brain, but um, never like make content that you wouldn't want to go viral for. And that has always been very, I mean, that hasn't always been very interesting to me. It, like it, since I've heard it, which was like a month ago, it's been like ringing through my ears and it like rang true because there's been videos that I've made in the past that I was like, like I look back and fucking cringe. I've talked about this before. Um, part of the reason that's part of the reason why like my zoom videos are all gone because I just don't find them funny. I think fundamentally they're just not fucking funny. And like, I understand that, um, like people found it funny when they came out. It blows my mind that like one of them literally has like 16 million views, but they're gone. They're gone because obviously like just being obnoxious to random people who don't want to uh, have an obnoxious little rat join their fucking Zoom call. It's not It's not funny. And I know that I can do better things and greater things and funnier things, like actual funny things. Um, so that's like kind of why – that's that's part of the reason why they're gone. Ugh, I, I, I always just like edge all every single time I talk about it. I'm like, one day I'll be able to talk about why they're gone. But th- that day will come. But it's not today. But uh, – and, and, like, other examples are just, like, random TikToks that I've made that I just, like, look back and they're just, like, not funny. Not in, like, a, like, a exploitative way of being not funny. They're just, like, actually not funny. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> today I woke up and put cheese in my nose and then shot it out and then made a cheese sandwich. And then I ate the cheese sandwich, but then I threw up on my dog. Like, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, like, I've never had, like, a, a moment where it's, like, guys, <laughs> like, made, like, a, a video where there's no thumbnail. And the title says, we need to talk. And I say, guys, there's been something on my mind. I'm a new person. And I, like, I, I've never done anything like that. Never, like, desired to do anything like that. But I, I, I do come across, like, things that I want to try on YouTube. Um, for example, like longer videos, uh, videos like documenting people, um, like my new Amish video, that was something that I really wanted to do, uh, that was like a little bit more serious than my like typical videos. So things like that, like I'm always going to just sprinkle in to like my regular content for the most part. And when I like find regular content that I'm making that's no longer funny to me, no longer fun to make, and just no longer funny in general, example Omegle videos, they get they sail away into the into the sunset. And those ones like I'm I'll, I'll probably like not take down um, because like there's I'm not like like that ashamed even if they're like not funny like it's just, like I like to keep things up for the archive so I can be like a nine year old being like. Oh, I remember when I was going on Omegle and seeing penises, like, but 
I, I, I think it's, it's a little too harsh when you have like people that consume stuff that you make and to just turn on them on a dime one day and be like, this all sucks and you're all stupid forever consuming it. That's, that's never going to go over nicely. Now I'm sure Doja Cat's announcement that, uh, all her music was a money grab and, um, I think her like wait I have the article here she said like her new album is going to be called Moist Holes <laughs> She's fucking playing she's playing y'all um You can't just like turn on bitches like that You have to own like what you what you created even if you get to a point years down the road that you don't like it. You still made it, motherfucker, and people still saw it. And that is permanent. That's that's a permanent thing. And I'm I will always be aware that my Zoom hacking videos were a permanent thing. That um they they were like pieces of obnoxiousness that I just put out there. Um that people found funny. But there it's a time past. Um and like, you know, like even just talking about it now like this, like helps me reconcile with like just moving on from it. Um, those videos like didn't really have like, like it, <laughs> they weren't like offensive. They were just annoying. Um, but it's nice to like, you know, set it, set the sale. Also, I am wearing pants. I keep popping my knee out and it really looks seductive and suggestive. Uh but yeah, I, I do like wonder how weird it would be as like a musical artist when, uh, especially like a pop singer where you have such commercial music where your music goes from being like an artistic thing to like an actual like product that is like just pretty much existing to make money. Uh, that must be hard. That must be hard to even just like look at yourself as uh as an artist or a creator and think like damn i literally just exist to make money and like obviously there's like the bare bones artistry that goes into making hits like say so but there's no real kind of like soul to those songs i guess um so i i i can like put myself in doja cat's shoes and like see and kind of feel like why you would want to move away from that and like make something with a little more soul at the expense of it not making as much money or any money or pissing off the people that um liked your original music and you you know you see like teases of this also where you know she has the whole demonic thing going on like uh always alludes to like satanic things and i think that's like a very fast way that you can like alienate and piss off your mainstream pop fans because obviously not everyone like the like pop music is like like the listeners of pop music is like everyone like you turn on a radio if if you own a fucking radio you listen to pop music here and there um and obviously within that there's going to be christians and there's going to be people who will be offended if you reference satan or you know like play around with that kind of aesthetic <laughs> i really just called satanism an aesthetic <laughs> um so like i think maybe she's 
just like fucking speed running like like killing her mainstream audience so she can have this more tight-knit audience but it just you you really got to do it smoother i'm so sorry doja cat if i was doja cat's manager or if i was doja cat i would you know i'd put out the, the next album i'd put out would be a little bit of pop and a little bit of emo and then the one after that would be a little bit of emo i wouldn't just turn on a fucking dime and be like yeah look at you little fucking bozos look at you idiots streaming my music didn't you know it was a cash grab like that's not that's not going to make that's not even going to make people want to like go and stream your new music like i think a, a better way to do it would be to show that you can like make really good experimental or alternative or indie music rather than just like being like the old me is dead you are forced to listen to this new fl- sound and flavor that i'm doing so <sighs> thank god i don't fucking make music i i'm so glad <laughs> i really am glad that like i've never really had like a bone in my body to just like be a musician i know like a lot of uh influencers and content creators like jump ship to go do that not my ass probably because i can't sing um it would be fun to like play around and like make a diss track or something but you're never gonna see me just singing um but anyways with that all being said let's read some drama all right and just as a reminder if you ever want me to read your drama on this podcast please just comment it on the youtube video version of this podcast uh like two sentences what what do you need advice with What's going on in your life? Let me let me help you through it because I have so much experience. And I'm just so wise. Um, but this drama is from Sharks and Doodles. Uh, they said, I got some drama surrounding one of my friends. We'll call her Allie. So basically, we're all freshmen. And as soon as Allie turns 15, the super senior of our school comes waltzing in and starts hitting on her. I should probably mention he's 23 and has gotten one girl pregnant and played so many of the younger girls in our school. At first, we kept trying to keep Allie away from him, but we found out she's been getting close to him from behind our backs. No idea what to do because me and my friends can't seem to stop her. How in the fuck does your school let a 23-year-old go there? A, call the police. B, you gotta start something. A fucking go fund me. Uh, a go sign me. Um, a petition. Why? Why is your school letting twenty three year olds in? They need. <laughs> you can graduate university at twenty three. Uh, I have no words. Uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. What the? What?